What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real because just business is better business. Visit justcapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count. College athletics. We'll get back to that in just a second. Big news coming out of the Titans facility that uh, Braves will be on the sideline for the Bears game, but he's turning over the coaching duties to Tyrell Williams. What an opportunity for the defensive line coach and assistant head coach. Cool, cool move there by Braves. We'll talk about that a little bit later. 615-737-1045, always the number. At 3HL1045 on Twitter. Give us a follow there. Um, they call it X now. I still look at my phone and can't find it because now it's like a X logo or whatever. Well, and it's just a black app, and I feel like all my apps are black. <laughs> so now I can't distinguish. Because you're a vampire. Yes, I am. You're not cold today, I'll tell you that. Mm. It's hot. <laughs> Dawn's usually cold in the uh, in the studio. 3HL presented by Spring Hill Heating and Cooling, SpringHillAC.com. The FNM Bank Chat is up and running. YouTube, Facebook Live, Twitter, and Twitch. Twitch, please. Broadcasting live from the Zone Summer Golf Classic at Old Nacho, Old Nacho's Country Club, and uh, we've had a great time. Thanks to Roy Matlock Jr., Budweiser of Clarksville, Tennessee Titans, O'Charlie's, Roy Matlock Jr., Gupton Motors, I said, Jackalope Brewing Company, and more. Um, let's continue this discussion um, about expansion as uh, Chris Lowe joins us now from ESPN.com. And, and Chris, uh, your, your colleague Pete Dammel uh, with the story um, – ACC to vet and have early discussions about the potential of adding Cal and Stanford. Looks like we the Pac-4 will now be the Pac-2, maybe? <laughs> yeah, as I told you guys last week, um, I just think there's going to continue to be waves of this all over college football, all over the country. As, as conferences that get raided, look for ways to scramble and, and teams going elsewhere, and then other schools like a Florida State who basically make all these proclamations and declarations that, you know, if we don't get more money, we're going to look to go here, go there. So I guess my best advice for college football fans is to get used to it because I don't think we're going to – we're not going to have this discussion or these types of discussions stop anytime soon. I know we joked. I think we talked to you on Friday and we joked like, oh, hey, what, what's going to happen over the weekend? Um, and obviously, uh, there's, there's a, a whole lot that came out, but I don't know. Did you end up getting to hear what, uh, Eli Drinkwitz had to say about it? I'm not sure if you heard his soundbite. Yeah, I did. I saw Eli's, yeah. um, when he came out and talked about it. And I would say there's a lot of people that echo his sentiments that what's driving all this. Well, first of all, we know what's driving it all. It's money and TV money. Yep. Yeah. And has anybody talked with, has, has any AD, has any chancellor, has any president sat down and talked to a group of, of athletes on campus, um, not just football players, basketball players, women's tennis players, women's basketball players, baseball players, and asked them how this will affect them. Get, get, sit down 
let us hear from you because, you know, if you're a chancellor or president, you, you don't walk in an athlete's shoes. How will this impact you? How will it affect you going forward, whether it's travel, whether it's added stress, whether it's mental anguish, um, your parents being able to see you play? I mean, if, if you grew up in in uh, L.A. and you went to UCLA and, and now all of a sudden you're going to be playing, you know, Rutgers and Maryland and, and, and Michigan and your parents. Now, granted, the Pac-12 schools, most of them aren't very close anyway, but you can go to a few games a year. You're going to be hard-pressed going to games. And I think all these factors are things that – and I think, you know, Drinkwood's talked about it, but I've heard other administrators and people around the world of college athletics bring up these same things. You know, the people that it affects the most, the, stat, the, the athletes, the student-athletes, are probably the ones – No, well, there's no probably to it – well, the ones who were consulted the least. Yeah, I, I just worry about, I mean, I I look at my experience. I wouldn't be where I am, who I am today if I, I didn't have the opportunity to play a sport in college and learn time management and learn, you know, so many important values and, and it helped to pay for my school and, and all of that. And I, I worry that some of these lesser sports aren't going to survive it. And and I remember, CeeLo, we talked about this years ago where we thought, okay, maybe it, it ends up being something where college football is completely separate and maybe some of the other schools stay, you know, regionally uh, or the other sports will continue to stay like regionally. Is that still an opportunity so that maybe some of the the other non-revenue sports could survive? Yeah, I think it is, Dawn. Uh, I, I think what's got to happen is you got to have football completely break away from the NCAA and everything else and have that, as we've discussed on, on your guys' show a bunch, have that super division of college football. And you're starting to hear, by the way, more and people, more and more people the last few days who've talked about that very scenario. But if you do that and they break and they have their own commissioner and their own rules, their own playoff, then, yeah, I think that's that would be maybe the scenario where – the ACC or the Pac-12 Olympic sports, uh, schools that are, are more geographically intertwined or, or have, a, have a history or the rivalries they have between them, that there's more of that that uh, is, is sort of, you know, maintained. The problem is where is their money going to come from? Because right now mm-hmm. football is, is the engine that drives the train. and they're, they're the ones that TV networks are paying millions of dollars to to televise their games, men's basketball a little bit in some in some locales, but really virtually every other sport across the country loses money to some degree. So how to answer your question, Don? I don't know what that setup looks like. You know, is it still going to be even though football's playing has takes its ball and plays in its own con- or its own league, uh, they still sort of dole out money for these other sports to survive. Uh, there's just so many questions out there right now and. I mean, think of it, think of it this way, guys. What's happened um, since basically two years ago? It was right before media days two years ago that the bombshell dropped that OU and Texas were joining the SEC, right? It was right at just over two years ago. That literally about, happened we, right before Greg Sankey walked up to our table to yeah. do our interview with us. Mm-hmm. And the entire media conglomeration at media days was standing at our table listening to our interview with him. So that's two years ago, Brent. Yep. So think two weeks before that, if two weeks before that, if you would have told everybody 
on your show, all the people you know, people in the conference offices, people at schools at Vanderbilt, Tennessee, and Memphis, and Georgia, that everything that has transpired in the last few years is going to happen. They look at you and tell you you're probably crazy. Just think about how much the sport has been revolutionized, how much it's been turned upside down, all the different things that have happened just in that two-year window. And I guess this is my long-winded way of saying God knows what's going to happen over the next two years or what the sport's going to look like. I don't think any of us won't even dare to try to guess. Let's see, something different for dinner. Searching restaurants near me. Right here, ma'am. How can we help? Gee, same old, same old. Wait, we're we're right here, ma'am. Our restaurant's just a few blocks from you. Why is she not seeing us? Back to the usual, I guess. Ma'am, can you not see us? Nope, they can't see you. Because you're buried deep in the list of local restaurants. You are invisible online. Introducing Cumulus Boost. Get a boost, get found, get on the map. Learn more at Cumulus Boost. Welcome to Talkville, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast. Let's get into season four, episode three, Facade. People get picked on. I got picked on. But Scabby Abby, Scabby at the whole school. Yeah, just I hurt me. I felt like it wasn't real. If I may, I want to defend the storytellers. The people who created the show wanted you to feel like these people were the worst people ever. They pretty much said the whole school of Smallville High are bad people. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen. Absolutely. And you got you think, CeeLo, I'm looking at it just we leave football out of it. You start talking about basketball. Um I went to Oak Hill my senior year, came back and went to Tennessee because of all of the family type atmosphere, the family type atmosphere that was there. All the guys that were playing on the team from Tennessee. Now you take Tennessee will be fine playing in the SEC, but you take a school like Cal or Stanford or whatever, and that hometown pride that People are playing with growing up at a school, letting people come watch them. The the comfort level of being able to play in front of family and friends, that's going to be taken out of the window. And, and now all of a sudden you got to make business decisions. So they really right, well, fall apart. Yeah, it, it is. Ron, it's been a business for a long time. But now it's right. It's it's strictly a business. And, and that's the part I don't, I don't think people – you know, we think about, well, well, these matchups would be pretty cool, Washington playing, you know, whoever, Ohio State. But the part they don't think about is just what you brought up, is when kids pick a school, they a lot of times pick it to where they want to go be around people they know or be closer mm-hmm. to home or, or have their parents. I mean, Lolita, I can remember Lolita came to just about every game you ever played that I can yep. remember. Your mom, Ron's mom. Yep. You know, if, if you're going across the country to play half your games – that's not possible. Mm-hmm. You know, now I understand there's, it's a different world. There's NIL and maybe kids are getting some money to help their parents do that. They're more equipped to do that. than they could have 20 years ago or 10 years ago, but still it, you're a hundred percent right, man. It's just not the same. It's completely changes the whole dynamic and football in particular. I'm up here in Connecticut right now at ESPN. We were, we were discussing this today is it, it's gotten closer and closer to the NFL with the playoff, it will be even more so in 24 when we go to the 12-team playoff. But we're we're going to have the NFL JV here in two or three years where we'll look exactly like the NFL. Mm-hmm. There'll be two conferences. They'll be split in half. You'll have 16 teams in the playoff, and you'll play it off. And, and one week Washington will play Alabama. The next week Alabama will play Texas. The next week Penn State. We'll play Oklahoma, and you'll, it'll be just like an NFL schedule. The Titans go out west and play 
It'll be the same thing in college football. And the thing that, while part of me would be intrigued to see really good games like that every week, and, and listen, we're still going to watch. I mean, I love right. college football. You guys love football. Yeah. We're still going to watch the games. People that say, well, it's ruined the sport. I'm not going to watch again. They're full of it. You're still going to watch it. But the part that I'll miss the most are the rivalries. And, and sort of going back to what Slay said, uh, the geogra- the cultural geographic things that made college football unique. You know, Ole Miss and Mississippi State. And not that this, will, this would stop, but playing on Thanksgiving night in the Egg Bowl. Uh, we've seen robberies have been killed. But Missouri and Kansas, when they split up, uh, you're going to see Bedlam. I mean, I, it's just hard for me to imagine Oklahoma and Oklahoma State not playing every year. Yeah. Uh, those type of robberies, uh, it's, it's just, I mean, Oregon and Oregon State can mm-hmm. play forever. The Apple Cup, Washington and Washington State. If your fans or alumni of those schools, and, and you know the other thing that's not brought up, and I don't want to get too long-winded here, Think about the communities around those areas. Think about the communities in Pullman, Washington, yeah. in Berkeley, California. Yeah. Uh, there in Stanford, the, the guy that owns a bar or a restaurant or apparel, you know, a store with apparel, the, the, the people that, that thrive and their livelihood is determined on those Saturdays when you have these big games and these robbery games and, and being a part of the Pac-12. Uh, just the community surrounding all these schools and all these towns. I've thought a lot about those people the last few days because their lives and their livelihoods will be irreparably repaired or irreparably damaged, I should say. Searching HVAC near here. Right here, ma'am. How can we help? Wow. Nobody local? Huh. Wait, what? We are an HVAC company literally in your neighborhood. Why is she not seeing us? Just all the big chains. Well, it is what it is. What in the... Can you not see See us? us? Nope, they can't see you. Because you're buried deep in the list of local HVAC providers. You are invisible online. Introducing Cumulus Boost. Get a boost, get found, get on the map. Learn more at CumulusBoost.com. The Ed Milet Show showcases the greatest peak performers sharing their journey, knowledge, and thought leadership. Sebastian Maniscalco. I'm a comedian. In my 20s, I was in, like, in a company, and I don't know, like, how marketing, sales. Yeah, you're a brand. You're a company. Yeah, and... Like Jay-Z says, I'm a businessman. Yeah. Yeah. To that. Remind me not to quote any hip-hop lyrics again. That was just a big miss. When you first said it, I'm like, yeah, he's a businessman. Yeah, I nailed it at the end. I pulled it together. It just took me a minute. The Ed Milet Show is available on YouTube or wherever you listen. Yep, Chris Lowe with us from ESPN.com, at CeeLo ESPN. Looking at the uh, coaches poll that came out today, Georgia ranked number one, Michigan two, Alabama three, Ohio State four, LSU five. Um, There are six SEC teams, eight if you count Oklahoma and Texas. But what's interesting about this poll is at the top of the poll, you've got these stud teams that will have new quarterbacks this season. Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State. I wonder about USC hanging out there at six or Penn State, who we've talked about, who is, who is exceptionally deep. I'm looking for that next team to, to maybe infiltrate that big group, maybe Florida State with Jordan Travis. What, what do you think about like the, the next team that might have a chance? Well, do you include Penn State in that group? Because I think Penn State I did, has a yeah. chance to have – Yeah, I think they've got a chance to be – this is uh, James's best team there at Penn State. When you look at what they have coming back on, on defense, I like their quarterback, uh, Drew Aller. So I would I would definitely have them maybe breaking through potentially uh, in the Big Ten. You know, I think Tennessee, Tennessee gets Georgia at home and they got to go to Florida. 
and to Alabama. But if they can make it through that September, you know, if they can get through Texas A&M, which is what the second week of October. Um, remember this too, but the way it works is that even if Tennessee were to lose at Bama, that's going to be a really hard game. Bama will have them circled. I think Bama's going to be improved. But if they can figure out a way to win the rest of them and navigate their way through that schedule, and even if they were to lose in Tuscaloosa and could find a way to beat Georgia at home, then they're going to go to the SEC championship game. And that essentially becomes a play-in game for the playoffs. So I, I like Tennessee's chances. I think they'll be better on defense. Uh, it's not easy having to go to Gainesville and go to Tuscaloosa. Yeah. But I know this, and I've talked to Josh Heifel enough, he feels like far and away this is the most talent, the deepest team he's had, and, and probably the most confident, most cohesive team they've had because they had success last year, and that learning curve, they're sort of long since past that. You know, with Heupel, too, we, we've talked about this a little bit, um, just being around him this offseason a few times. Like, he's got a different, like, kind of vibe that he's putting out. Not intentionally, necessarily, but you were talking about, like, the confidence of the roster. Like, you can feel that from him. And, and you're right. Like, if they – so, if they get through Virginia, Austin P at Florida, UT San Antonio, South Carolina in the revenge game, and you're right, win that maybe 50-50 type game against Texas A&M, they're sitting there at 6-0. and and if they start the season ranked 10th, they're, they're going to be near the top going into that Alabama game. And, uh, and, and you're right. Um, then that Georgia game becomes massive at the end of the season. And we find out how they handle that. If, if that scenario does indeed develop, they obviously didn't handle it very well last year. They're number one, uh, and I guess in the first rankings, going into that Georgia game. And, and really Georgia beat them down physically. Uh, and then they get, they're sort of back in it. I mean, I firmly believe, guys, had they not lost to South Carolina and won, they would have been the fourth team in the playoff. I really believe that. Yeah. I know that Alabama finished fifth. I still think had Tennessee finished the season, it would have gone that. It would have gone the right way for the Vols. So they didn't handle it that great last year. That's why I say they've sort of been there and done that. They went through that last year. They see what it's like when you all, all of a sudden become that number one team, the team that everybody circled, and you become the hunted. Uh, and Heifel told me when we were in Nashville, I asked him about that George game in the rest of the year, and he, he was pretty candid. He says, you know, sometimes you think you're ready for the moment, but you're not. He said, but you got to get there, and you got to go through that, and you got to be a part of that before you really know what it takes. Yep. He said, this team, a lot of these players that are back were there last year. They understand, and I think that will help us this year. Chris Lowe, ESPN, at CLO ESPN. Always appreciate the visits, Chris. Thank you, man. Okay, see you guys. All right. Enjoy uh, Bristol. Right. <laughs> always on uh, Mondays, we, we visit with Chris Lowe and when things go down. Yes. Um, he's always available, and we certainly appreciate I have a feeling we're going to be talking to him a lot. <laughs> Quite a bit. No question. All right, when we come back, the coaches poll is out. We'll tell you about it, uh, where teams are. We did a little bit of it, but we'll hit it with you next. 3HL 104.5 The Zone. What's up, folks? Anthony Armstrong here. Bob Popp, along with Super Bowl champion Carl Banks. Hey, NFL fans. This is Solomon Wilcox, former NFL safety and host of the Believe in Bengals podcast. Catch my show and all 32 Believe NFL podcasts. Listen in to former players give their inside perspective on your favorite team. Search Believe, that's B-L-E-A-V, on Apple, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. It's always football season, wherever you listen.